My dearly beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, shortly after he converted to Catholicism in the late 1930s and before he became a Trappist monk, Thomas Merton walking the streets of New York with his friend Robert Lacks, and his friend asked him what he wanted to be now that he was Catholic. Well, I don't know, replied Thomas Merton. I just want to be a good Catholic. But Lux stopped and looked in his eyes and said, what you should say is that you want to be a saint. And Merton was dumbfounded. How do you expect me to become a saint? And his friend told him, all that is necessary to become a saint is to want to be one. All you have to do is to desire it. Do you know that the first line, first sentence that comes out of Jesus' mouth in the Gospel of St. John is this question, what are you looking for? What is the desire of your heart? What do you want from life? What are you looking for? And on the solemnity of all saints, we can ask ourselves this question, do I have a desire to become a radical Christian? Do I have a desire to live life of holiness? Do I want to become a saint? Mother Teresa was asked this question once from somebody who told her, it's impossible for me to become a saint, I'm too weak. And she said, God doesn't require us to succeed. He only requires that we try. We have to have a desire even to try. Do we want to become saints? In the beginning of this Mass, we were sprinkled with the holy water as a reminder of our baptism. And it was from this sacrament that we received that automatically we are called to holy life. The call to holiness is basically a call to discipleship, a way of life in the footsteps of Jesus. A Christian is somebody who follows in the footsteps of Christ. And we sometimes think, unfortunately, that to become a saint means that we have to do something out of this world, something utterly extraordinary, like sell all your possessions and live in total radical poverty, like St. Francis of Assisi or go to a foreign land to preach the gospel like St. Francis Xavier, never to see your family again, or shed your blood like St. Agnes, or enter a convent like St. Therese of the Little Flower. Well, it's not for me. Me, I am just called to be an ordinary Catholic. All I want to do is to go to church on Sunday, 
go to confession, the church law says, at least once a year, and hopefully after I die, I will get to heaven. But to become a saint? Surely that call is not for me. I am not called to become like one of these radical people. It's impossible. They were strong, and I am not. Most likely they had this special grace. They received something from God that is inaccessible to me. And that's why they became holy. But today's feast is a great reminder for us that in fact all the saints in heaven, all those known saints and unknown saints, they didn't have anything that we do not have. They didn't have any extraordinary special graces that they only were privileged to have, that other Catholics did not have. In fact, they were people just like us, flesh and blood. They went to Mass, they went to confession, they went to the sacraments, they prayed, they had a desire to follow Jesus in a radical way. And by the way, make no mistake about it, no saint is born a saint. Saints become saints through effort and living in the grace of God. One of my favorite saints is actually the good thief, you know, on the cross. Do you know he's a saint? He lived a whole life away from God. And in the last minute, when he was hanging next to Jesus on the cross, he just asked, have mercy on me. Remember me when you enter paradise. And he's the only person that heard this promise from the Lord. Today you will be with me in paradise. He had a desire. Well, let's not wait until we are on our deathbed to try to become saints. I do not recommend it. You know, it was early in the life of the church. Remember when you read about the early centuries when people were, some people were delaying baptism. They didn't want to become baptized too early in life because they said, I'm weak, I'm going to commit sins. And by the way, penances were very strong in the early church for certain sins. So they, they were delaying their baptism until they were maybe old or even on their deathbed because they didn't want to take the, well, they were taking a risk. We receive baptism because that's the grace that God gives us. It, the desire is born in our heart to follow radically in the footsteps of Jesus. So we must never say that, that we are not called to be saints. They, there are saints who are not only martyrs, popes, bishops, priests, deacons, and nuns. But when we read the many, or we read about many saints, we also read about wives and husbands, mothers, boys and girls, carpenters, bankers, doctors, soldiers, journalists, cooks, slaves, peasants and farmers. You can go on all day. And that's what's so beautiful about the Catholic Church, that anybody at any time with any profession can become a saint. At our baptism, you and I were sealed with the cross of Christ, with the sacred chrism 
on our forehead. This was the seal of the living God. We belong to God. And St. John in the first reading has this magnificent vision of a great multitude which no one, no one could count from every nation, race, people, and tongue. I think that when Jesus looks at us today in this cathedral, he sees in us a great potential, the potential that God himself has created in us. We have the power and every tool necessary to become saints, the best when, that we are, the person that God envisioned us to become. I think before God creates every human being, he has a dream, he has a vision for that life, and he has a vision for us. When we try, when we use the grace of God, we develop in our life of faith. We can become holy and examples for others. Saint Matthew today presented to us a helpful how-to guide. Sometimes somebody once called the Beatitudes becoming saints for dummies, because all that you need is right there in the eight Beatitudes. Pope, Pope Benedict, he wrote this wonderful book, Jesus of Nazareth, and in that book he said that the Beatitudes are like a portrait of Jesus. When we read the Beatitudes, this is his life, Jesus' life. The portrait of what Jesus was and what we should be. Because every Christian, every Catholic is to become Christ, second Christ, to be poor in spirit, to be meek, to be merciful, to hunger and thirst for righteousness, to be, to be clean of heart and to make peace. And we are all very familiar with the phenomenal stories of saints that come to us from our tradition. But today, on the solemnity of all saints, the Church devotes this special day so that we can remember the saints that are not officially recognized by the Church. And there are many. There may have been members of our families, the saintly people that we have met in our life, that have inspired us in our life of faith. The anonymous saints, all those people in heaven, who go about their lives very quietly, very peacefully and joyfully living in the grace of Christ. Today is the solemnity of the unsung saints, this great multitude of people who are with God. I don't know if you ever had a chance to visit the cathedral in Los Angeles, I almost, as I was driving on the interstate, I almost passed it, didn't even notice that it was a church. It's an interesting building, but you know what? When you enter the cathedral, uh, you, I was very much liked to see the great tapestries on the walls of the cathedral, because they portray the great saints of the church. In those tapestries, you see the familiar saints that you know. You can recognize some of them. They are facing toward the altar 
as in line for communion, Saint Gregory, Saint Thomas Aquinas, Saint Francis, and Saint Clare and others. But scattered among these saints are people without names, people you won't find in Butler's Lives of the Saints, a teenage girl, a young man from the barrio, children in contemporary clothes. These are the saints whose names are known only to God. And I think that was so beautiful that the artist wanted to send a message to people who are entering this cathedral in Los Angeles that we are not far away, we are not supposed to live our lives just looking at the saints as these ideals that can never be achieved. Saints are supposed to be our friends, to help us to want to be holy in our life, that we can emulate, we can be in the midst of them. They are walking with us on the journey of our life. They look like us. They look like the people we might pass on the street. If they can be holy, can't we all? What does it take for us to join them? And I can go back to my homily today, because I think that's the crux of the matter. As Bob Lux told his friend Thomas Merton, the first thing that you have to do to become saint is to want it, is for you to have a desire to become one. Let us pray so that we have this desire in our hearts to become holy people of God.